Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hollywood Improv Lab. Make some noise. You guys are in the right spot for comedy. Welcome to Story Smash, the storytelling game show. This is amazing. Well, let's put your hands together for the creator and host of Story Smash, Christine Blackburn. Christine Blackburn, two words, Larry King. Wow. I am so excited. You guys have picked a fantastic night to be here, so thank you for coming, thank you for coming, thank you for coming. And we're going to get started right away and reveal the Wheel of Stories. There are 12 permanent topics on the wheels, you guys, and there's also one additional space that says free. If the contestant lands on free, that the storyteller can tell any topic on the wheel. There's also three spaces that say audience, and if the contestant lands on audience, then it's up to you guys to throw out your story suggestions, and then our expert judges will choose one of those suggestions to be the topic. So are you guys ready to hear some true stories? All right, then let's get started right away and bring up our very first expert judge, and his name is Danny Zucker, you guys. Danny Zucker. He is an Emmy Award-winning television writer and executive producer of ABC's Modern Family. But most importantly, this is his sixth time on Story Smash judging. You also have to look for his new book called He Started It on Bookshelf Soon. It chronicles his Twitter war with President Donald Trump. Follow this American hero over there on Twitter at Danny Zucker. Put your hands together for Danny Zucker. And coming to the stage right now is the amazingly talented Wendy McClendon Covey. You guys, she is an actress and she's a writer and an improviser who currently plays one of the TV's greatest characters, Beverly Goldberg on ABC's The Goldbergs. You've also seen Wendy on Reno 911 and films like Bridesmaids, Think Like a Man 2, and Blended. And this fall, she'll be in the feature film Goosebumps Haunted Halloween. You can find her over there on Twitter at Wendy McClendon Co. Put your hands together for Wendy McClendon Covey! Here she comes! If anybody ever deserved an Emmy, it's this woman right here. There she is. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited and extremely honored to have this next judge. He is an American television and radio host whose work has been recognized with countless awards, including two Peabody's and 10 Cable Ace Awards. For 25 years, he hosted the nightly interview television program, Larry King Live on CNN, and he currently hosts Larry King Now and Potlicking, and Potlicking with politicking, Politicking. Politicking. Politicking is good, though. (laughs) On Aura TV. You can also find him over on Twitter and hear all about his two cents at King's Things. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Larry King. Woo! Now, this is an amazing show we've got lined up for you guys. Danny, this is your sixth time hosting. Is that right? It is, but I have to say, I feel like a seat filler at the Oscars right now. (laughs) It's like really, it's really diminishing returns on the whole whole fame and talent thing. So good. 
All right, now look, we're going to be playing three rounds of the game tonight. The first round is a true one-minute story. The second round is a true two-minute story. And then you guys will select two contestants to move on to the third round and tell a true three-minute story. Larry, what do you think would be the hardest to tell? A one, two, or three-minute story? One, because the more time to expand, I'm Jewish, I could do 30 minutes. <laughs> no, I mean, this is a... Uh, one minute is harder than two, and two is harder than three. I absolutely agree. Wendy, what do you think? There's, I couldn't tell a story in one minute. That's why I will never be a contestant in this contest. <laughs> but you'll make a great judge. Danny? Well, just to pick up where Larry left off, I would say three is harder than four. Okay. And, <laughs> and, and four is harder than five. Well, well okay. you've hit on four. Four is maybe the magic it's number. It's the most difficult. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Of all time. Yeah, it's hard to stick that landing. Jackie Mason discovered that on Ed Sullivan years ago. Yes. When they waved the Holy ball. fuck, Larry King is talking to me. All right, you guys, check it out. We've got one new addition tonight, and Danny, you're going to love this. Oh. We have four contestants playing, and then we have an audience member... The people, the audience members have put their name in the pot there, and we're going to be calling out an audience member to play the game. So that's very exciting. And by the way, when the contestant comes to the stage, we're going to give them a round of applause. Then I say, tell them what to do, and you say... Okay, now it's on the back of your clipboards as well, in case they forget. Let's try it again. Tell them what to do. Okay, I think they're going to be fine. What do you think, Larry? I didn't know this was Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> All right, you guys, right now, coming to the stage for a true one-minute story and to kick off this amazing game is the one and only Lauren Reeves, you guys. Lauren Reeves. <laughs> Lauren Reeves. She is a former TV news reporter, and she's turned a comedy writer, and she has performed and contributed to shows like The Late Show with David Letterman, Jimmy Fallon, Saturday Night Live, and Comedy Central at Midnight. You can currently see her on Netflix's Todd Glass Act Happy, and I love this. She has a book coming out this fall and it is available for pre-order, and it's called And Then You Die of Dysentery, Lessons of Adulting, Lessons in Adulting from the Oregon Trail. You know that game, the Oregon Trail? It's gonna be amazing. That's right, everybody dies of dysentery. It's gonna be amazing. You can find her on Twitter at Lauren Reeves. Give her a big round of applause, Lauren Reeves. All right, now tell her what to do. It was a good spin. Thank you. Oh. Ooh. Hooking up. Hooking up. Hooking up. I have a story for you. Uh, this is a one-minute story. I could go on for a long time. I could probably write a movie about this. But uh, I was dating this firefighter when I was a teenager. God bless them. They are amazing. They put out fires. They save lives. And he thought I was cheating on him with his best friend, who was a pilot. And I was. <laughs> but I... Uh, and so his friend, who's the pilot, Jay, he's over at my house. He spent the night. And I hear this loud noise in the morning. 
and I look out my window and the fire truck is pulling up and the ladder's coming up into my bedroom <laughs> with him on the ladder. He's gonna sneak in and see who's in my bed with me just to prove that, that Jay is the one that I'm sleeping with, and I was. And so I heard all this happen and I saw it and I was like, oh my God, Jay, you have to get into my roommate's room. And so he ran into my roommate's room. I was like, Chelsea, I'm so sorry, but Casey's out there with the fire truck. He's gonna look in my bedroom. He's looking for Jay. Just pretend like you guys are having sex. And so uh, that's what happened. And he looked in and I was like, what's going on out there? I just woke up and uh, I gaslit him <laughs> for the entire relationship. Lauren Reeves, Lauren Reeves. Look at the time, all right. That was a straight minute. Okay, Wendy, what did you think about that? You dated a firefighter and a pilot as a teenager. <laughs> yes, I well, just wanted to, oh, sorry. I have one of these. Um, wow. Thank you. You make me feel lazy. Um, I was not allowed out of my dog crate as a teenager, so uh, good job. Thank you. And right. to be fair, they were teenagers too. So I was a teenage firefighter. What? Yeah. So he was. What do you put out fires at kindergarten? I know. He uh, he was a volunteer firefighter for the University of Alaska, and so Alaska. Dude, well, yeah, now that in adds Alaska. another dimension. I know. And uh, are you from Alaska? I'm born and raised in Alaska. Where? Fairbanks. Have what do they been? do there? What do they do there at night? <laughs> at night? I don't know. I mean, sleep I cheat on firemen. I sleep with the I local <laughs> firefighters and pilots. Um, big orgy at night. Yeah, yeah. No, but they were they were both my age, and they just uh, one was flying planes since he was like seven years old or something, and uh, yeah, the other one was a firefighter. And I was a reporter, a news reporter, and we were all teenagers. As teenagers. This, this is Alaska. This is, I you can't wonder. wait to read your book. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you. <laughs> Larry King, what would you think? I thought she was terrific. I thought it was an unusual story, uh, <laughs> to say the least. And uh, what happened to your roommate? We, st we stopped talking for seven years. Oh. Um, she told him. Uh, eventually, on Father's Day, she goes, you need to come over here, I have to tell you what, what's going on. She told him that I was hooking up with his friend, and, um, and she was supposed to be my best friend, but she was also cheating on her boyfriend, Are and I never would have told him. Are you still wild? No, no, oh, I, oh. <laughs> that's- Larry, Larry, I know, Larry! I know, you would think so, but I, um, I Hashtag me too. <laughs> I spend basically every night with my dog watching Netflix, and that's my life now, so. Is it a Dalmatian? <laughs> All right, you guys, Lauren Reeves, give her a hand, Lauren Reeves. And that is how you play the game. Coming to the stage right now for a true one-minute story is the one and only Bob Wiltfong, you guys, Bob Wiltfong. <laughs> Bob Wilfong, he is a former TV news reporter as well, turned actor. You've seen him on The Daily Show as a correspondent, The Chappelle Show, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Superstore, and way too many commercials than I can name. Please follow this Nebraskan and family man at Bob Wiltfong. First, let's give him a round of applause. And now, let's tell what him to what do. to do. I don't know what to do. Goddamn wheel and all. I've already lost. I've already lost. 
Interviews. Oh. Interviews. Okay. Uh, as was mentioned in my introduction, I'm a former local TV news reporter. So Larry and I, I think we worked together at our first market. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I worked in Lake Charles, Louisiana, which is Market 190. That's probably about the same market size you started in, Larry. Uh, and we had a story of a convicted child molester. Uh, it gets really funny here in a second, by the way. And my job as a TV news reporter with this convicted child molester was to go and make sure that uh, he was aware his neighbors were not happy that he had moved into the neighborhood. You can imagine. They had called the newsroom and said, hey, this guy is living next door to us, and we want to get him the hell out of there. So we were interested in that. And my job was to knock on this guy's door and see if I could get an on-camera interview with him. Because what better way to, to go, go, go on with your life as a convicted child molester than to appear on the local TV news? So I uh, used some guilt and felt really slimy and positioned it to the guy as if, hey, they just want to know who you are and leave you alone. They didn't leave him alone. They kicked him out of the neighborhood after that. Thank you very much. Bob Wiltfong. Bob Wiltfong, ladies and gentlemen. Stay right here, friend. Larry, what did you think of that? That was a story that went nowhere. Uh, uh, I want to tell you something, Bob. Yeah. If that's your biggest one of the night, go get an early dinner. Okay. Oh, oh I love you, Bob. He's Larry King. What can I, I say? You. I started in Miami, and I, I have interviewed child molesters. Yes. Yeah. Guys. All right. All right. Okay. Danny Zucker. First of all, I'm tired of these guys bragging about <laughs> talking to child molesters. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think you are I, a child I, molester. I, 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 well, people have said, okay. yeah, just, just the glasses. Okay. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm not one to um, ever go against what Larry King said. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I was, it was... I, I'm going to choose to say it was an unconventional story in that it had no point. Yes. And I think that takes courage. Thank you. It's very avant-garde. Thank you. And you know I love you, Bob Wilfong. Thank you. Okay, Dan. thank you. Wendy McClendon-Covey. You can't make a child molester story your one-minute story. Well, that's like storytelling Because i got to know how it ends, and now you've left me with blue balls up here. Yeah. Bob Wiltfong, ladies so, and gentlemen, let him hear it. Bob Wiltfong. Wow, these guys are good, right? They're not messing around. All right, coming to the stage right now to tell a true one minute story is oh, the audience member, the audience member. And so now Danny Zucker is gonna call out the name of an audience member who's gonna come to the stage and play this game. And I gotta tell you, this is not gonna be easy. For whoever this is, whoever's coming up, it's not gonna be easy, so give them a lot of love. Would you do that? Yes. Yes? Yeah. Okay, who's playing? Who's playing, Danny Zucker? Hold on, I will tell you. Jen Polanski, come on down. John, Jen Polanski, Jen Polanski, where is she? John Polanski, it's John, it's a boy. Oh, it's changed. John. John Polanski is coming to the stage. Big John, round of applause. Yeah, and now let's tell him what to do. <laughs> Don't look so excited. I tried to do it fast for you, Larry. <laughs> You're the best so far. <laughs> Drunk tank. 
is a drunk tank? I don't even know. It's kind of like when you get arrested for being drunk or you've been very drunk and gotten yourself into some trouble. How about that? Oh, Any gosh. drunk story, really, John. Any drunk story? You look yeah. like a drinker. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm the bad guy. Did you hear Larry King? Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I, this, I have a great story. Okay. I was in my 20s, uh, and I was in San Diego with a bunch of friends of mine. And uh, we're cruising around, and I'm, like, wasted, totally wasted. And uh, um, we come up into these British guys, and um, I don't know why I did this, but I started doing this British accent against them, okay? I was like, what the hell, mate? What's going on? You know, and it was, like, right up against them right here, okay? So uh, all of a sudden, shit's going down. Looks like we're about to fight and all that stuff. And then a buddy of mine just pulls me away, takes me around the corner to an alley, Okay, so we go down an alley, all of a sudden, sucker punch right in the eye. I turn around, all of them are right there. It's like a showcase showdown. So uh, I start swinging like really crazy. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm totally wasted, and my buddies pull me away, and everything gets separated, no cops involved. I get home later that night, and I have the biggest shiner ever, ever, like forever. I don't really speak in a British accent anymore after that experience. So. John Polanski. Wow. John Polanski, nice job. Good work. Stay with us. Stay with us. Wendy, what would you think? Everyone thinks they can do a British accent, and there's no reason to do it. There's just no reason to do it. Danny Zucker. Like, this is a small point, and I haven't watched um, Prices Right in a long time, but are there fisticuffs in the Showcase Showdown now? Shit gets real on Prices Right. Shit gets real on Prices Right? Shit gets real. I'm going to have to DVR it. That took a lot of guts to come up here, and um, and honestly, you were passable. So that's amazing. That's not bad. Larry King. Danny says I'm passable. That's good. Well, uh, uh, you know, when people have a British accent, they think everybody thinks they're smart. Mm. Right, right. Exactly. Is there any dumb British guy? Yeah, the guy who replaced you on um, on Larry King Live. Yeah, yeah. yeah Pierce Morgan. <laughs> yeah, Pierce Morgan. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you a quick drunk joke. Let's hear it. Okay, this guy is an antique collector. And he goes into this store, and there's one of these clocks that, you know, from the top to the bottom, you know, it's one of those stand-up clocks. Yeah. One of those ink, and the guy buys it, he loves it, and they, the clerk says, we'll ship it to your hotel. He said, oh, I love this, I love this, I'm gonna carry it back to my hotel. So he's got this big, enormous clock, he just <laughs> loves it. He's walking down the street, and a drunk runs around the corner, runs into him, the clock smashes on the floor, everything breaks, the, the guy goes over to the drunk and says, what the hell were you doing? What are you thinking? And the drunk says, why don't you wear a watch like everybody else? Ah, Larry King! Woo! All right, John Polanski, give him a round of applause. Good job, John. <laughs> All right, you guys, two more storytellers coming up to tell a true one-minute story. And right now, you're going to hear from Lana Turner. Lana Turner, you guys. Lana She's a Turner comedian died. and a musician. And her one-hour special titled So I Wrote a Song About It is available on Hulu. And her comedy visual album, which is fantastic, it's called Limeade. It's also available on YouTube and Amazon. And she's appeared on NBC, Comedy Central, Animal Planet, Netflix, VH1, CMT, True TV. And she hosts the very, very popular Perfect Ten podcast. Find her on Twitter at Lana Turner. You guys, put your hands together for Lana Turner. All right, you guys, tell her what to do. You wore a nightgown, huh? 
Yeah, I'm doing another show after this, and it's naughty, so. <laughs> Hence, hooking up. <laughs> hooking up? Whoa, right, hooking up. Oh, oh, she has notes. I do. I have to write notes. So, okay. You guys ready? Yeah, we have to deduct a point, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. I was a very, 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 very late bloomer, um, like, totally lost my virginity really late. And I was in college, and I didn't know anything about anything. Um, but I took scuba diving, which is a class you can take in college. And uh, they had this thing where if you messed up in class, you would get a beer fine. And I messed up, and the whole class went down under the water. And I bubbled up to the surface, and the instructor came up and said, well, you have a beer fine or a date with me. And I was horrified, right, because I didn't like him. But I went out on a date with him. And so we ended up going back to the dive store. And <laughs> the first guy to ever go down on me, because I didn't like him, I might as well get something out of it, <laughs> was a dive instructor in a dive store. <laughs> and that's the ultimate hooking up. And I did it in under 40 seconds. Lana <laughs> Turner! Wow! Larry King, you get the first dibs on this one. So you were shy and backward, <laughs> just learning about life. You meet this guy you don't like. <laughs> and he goes down on you in a dive store. Well, you have to. If it's a dive instructor in a dive store and you've never had anyone go down on you, don't you think, Larry? <laughs> what are you doing later? <laughs> oh. Wendy McCartney Covey. Was this an accredited college? <laughs> yes. Was it a, because you said a beer fine yes. for a date? Yes. <laughs> I know so I went to a great out. school. <laughs> So what is a beer fine? I think that everybody pitched in money, and then at the end of the uh, the end of the course, they had a party. Which this is not a good. I know school. it's not. I went to Danny Zucker. <laughs> I mean, you've described my favorite subcategory of porn. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so there's that. I was wondering, when he was done, did he come up too fast, or did he slowly <laughs> get the bend? Yeah, because. You get nitrogen in the blood. Yeah, you don't want to get the bed. You bubble. Yeah. Right. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, but I passed the class with flying colors and I didn't have to study. So it was cool. Wow. And you didn't have to do anything. He did all the work. Right, I know. Fantastic. It's Don awesome. Donald Trump's on the phone. He wants a meeting. Oh, Lana Turner, you guys. Give her a big round of applause. Lana Turner. That was amazing. There's one more name in the bucket, and I'll tell you, you guys are in for a real treat. It's Brian Finkelstein, you guys. Brian Finkelstein is an Emmy-nominated writer, but more importantly, he is undefeated at this game, Story Smash. I think he's won three times, maybe four times. He's also a regular performer at Upright Citizens Brigade Theater here in LA, as well as the host of all of the Los Angeles, not all of the moths, but a lot of the moths here in Los Angeles, and he's performed solo shows in a variety of venues, from the HBO Comedy Arts Festival in Aspen to the Summer Nights Festival in Australia. Follow this guy, who happens to be one of the nicest people I've ever met, over on Twitter at B.S. Finkelstein, you guys. Put your hands together for Brian Finkelstein. All right, let him know what to do. We get it, you donate to public radio. <laughs> oh my gosh Brian has landed on audience and I'll tell you what is so crazy about this as he has landed on audience three or four times before and he always pulls it off so we're going to see it again happen do you guys have some story suggestions for us Halloween, Halloween. what else pro wrestling, pro wrestling. 
Grandma, what? Korean barbecue, siblings. Weird dreams, toilet, what? Broken toilet. High school. All right, what do you guys think? Are you hearing some of these suggestions, Larry? Did you hear some of them? Dime store. Dime store, what does that mean? It goes back to the last one. No, that was a dive store. Oh, that was a dive store. A dive store. Like a dive bar. (laughs) I think a dive store is cool, though. All right, what do you guys think? Come on, one more time. Larry Larry King just took a call. Hey, guys, keep it down. What is happening? It's all good, man. You can take a call. What do you think? I heard grandma. What's your grandma? Grandma. Everybody has a grandma. All right, you guys. Give him another round of applause. All right, I'll tell, I'll tell a story about... Uh, I, I told a story about my grandma last time, so I'll tell a story about my mother, who's a grandmother, who this story once got heard by her granddaughter, my niece, uh, because I told it, uh, and my granddaughter, my niece was there. But uh, this is my, my mother got divorced when she was... Um, uh, when I was young, and she... My father hurt her, you know, broke her heart and married a younger woman. He's an asshole and uh, and uh, and a racist and um, uh, <laughs> a New York City cop. I guess that's anonymous. And so he um, uh, and uh, and so uh, my my mother didn't like. She wasn't with anyone, you know. She wasn't. She didn't. She 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 hated men. She became bitter, justifiably. And uh, but she she dated this one guy for a minute, and his name uh, was Tony, and he owned a bowling alley in town, Bowl of Fun, and uh, and he uh, drove a thing. And I never knew if my mom like I. I, I, so I don't know if my mom's ever had sex since my father, except for this one time that I walked in her. This sort of follows the last story. And I walked into my mom's room, and this is kind of gross, but I've asked my mom, and she said it's okay if I tell this. And uh, <laughs> I walked in, and my mom was like in a chair, and she had her shirt on, but she had no pants, and, and Tony was pleasuring her, which I know is terrible to talk about your mom that way, except for to say, like, my mom was smoking a cigarette while it was happening. <laughs> and I kind of think that's badass, and it makes me happy that my mom had some pleasure in life. <laughs> Brian Finkelstein, you guys. Brian Finkelstein, stay here. Wow, that is exciting. Larry King. That's a story that'll stay with you forever. (laughs) And now you too, hopefully. Well, it was wonderful hearing from you, Bob. You have great memories of you. Brian. Told the story last time, Brian. This is Brian. No, this is Brian. No worries. We'll get another guy, Bob. Is this my career here tonight? Okay, I, I told a story last night at an event about the first Jewish president. America elects the first Jewish president, and it's the day of his inaugural. And his mother, his Jewish mother, is sitting in the third row, looking up. And he's up there on the podium with all the celebrities and dignitaries. And the reporter goes over to her and says, you must be so proud, so proud. And she looks at him and says, proud, his brother is a doctor. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Danny, what'd you think of this story? My brother literally is a doctor. Well, I mean, <laughs> he is. Yeah. it was my second most searched for porn category, uh, grandma's um, smoking. Uh, uh, so there was that. No, you, you took me on a journey. I've only um, seen my mom ever in the, I mean, it's barely sexual at all, but uh, being uh, double teamed by the gardeners. So, um, <laughs> Danny. True story. <laughs> all right, Wendy McClendon-Covey, tell us about your grandma. Uh, oh, my, my grandma? Yeah, sure, why not? She's awesome, and she was, you know, a wave. Does anyone know what a wave? No, yeah. what is that? Um, she w- Women's Navy. Women's okay. Navy, okay, interesting. Okay. Um, very badass, very like not cuddly or whatever. And she used to tell me, look, 
Sometimes you gotta do things you don't wanna do. <laughs> don't cry about it, just do it. And you know what, she was right. She's 94 and still kicking and I love her. She's very badass, but not quite the multitasker that your mother is. So I love this story. Sometimes and you have the things you do want to do too. Yeah. You know what? She should really try and quit, though. She should try to quit because that's an addiction. <laughs> Having guys go down on you. All right, you guys. Brian Finkelstein. Okay, that was a very exciting first round. And now, for the second round, all five names are going back in the jar. And this time, Larry, they're going to tell a true two-minute story. And that's, that's like double the fun. I guess. I don't know. I didn't, we didn't time those stories, did we? Uh, yeah, there, you know, there's a clock here. I know it's a little bit hard to see, but this is the clock that they're looking at. And they all were under a minute? They all, yeah, well, when the glass smashes, let me hear that glass, Richard. When that happens, you know, then that's, then it's over. Okay. I don't think I ever heard one. Uh, it went off, but everybody was pretty much on time. Danny, what did you think? No, everybody was on time. I mean, we were sort of cut short on the child molester, but I feel like yeah. he's going to pull it. I feel like good old Bob's going to pull it out this yeah. time. We're going to have a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, I think so. All right, you guys. Coming up right now to the stage to tell a true two-minute story is once again Brian Finkelstein. Right, you guys? Brian Finkelstein, here he comes. Tell him what to do. If you land on the audience, I'll die. Wheels getting on my nerves. <laughs> Pets. Oh boy. Um, all right, I'll tell you a story about Eddie Dashnow. Uh, Eddie Dashnow was a guy who uh, lived in my neighborhood. You guys probably all, everybody has an Eddie Dashnow. He's a guy who wears camouflage like in high school and, and aviator sunglasses, and nobody really likes him. Uh, he has a snake around his neck, you know, like that guy. Like. They get older, they become the guys that collect antique cars. Like, look at me, it's, he's that guy. And so he, um, he had snakes, and he, uh, he, nobody really liked him. He was a lot older than us, and he would, like, swim. We lived by lakes, like, upstate New York, and he would, he would like, swim in the water. Like, he saw some movie with Chuck Norris where he'd, like, swim with a knife in his mouth because he thought it looked cool. And so he's, like, always, like, he's going to kill somebody. Um, and uh, he had this, he had a lot of animals. He had tarantulas. He had, like, a lot of, like, weird dogs. And he had um, snakes, and he had a, a, a crow called Hawkeye, that, that <laughs> was this big black raven or crow. I don't know the difference, but they're evil, and they're apparently very smart. And he, uh, but he trained it uh, to attack on command. So he would say, like, Hawkeye, get. And then Hawkeye would fly up and then come down and just, like, sort of peck at people. Um, and one day we were playing baseball, and uh, <laughs> there's this girl, Michelle Dukas, who was a friend of mine, and Michelle uh, was playing, and she was up, she was up at, and this, this, this fucking hawk just came down and started attacking Michelle in the hair, and I hit it. I hit um, uh, the, the the crow with a bat, and I did it. And then I thought Eddie was gonna kill me, um, uh, and everyone's like, Eddie's gonna kill you. And Eddie like uh, said to me, uh, I'm gonna kill you, which is why I thought he was gonna kill me. Why everyone said that. And then, so I was like, I was completely scared. And then one day, Eddie Eddie was in the woods and he shot a guy. A, a human being named Mr. Stetler who lived in the neighborhood who was wearing hunting gear in fall in New York when there's no leaves on the tree and, 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 and killed him and, and went to prison. So it was like right around the time that Eddie had like, was gonna kill me. Uh, so I feel like uh, Mr. Stetler took a bullet for me, uh, literally. Brian Finkelstein, wow. That was a great story, Larry. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> As the crow flies. As the crow flies. What happened to the crow? 
I don't know. I think I, I, I hurt that crow seriously. But it was it was either Michelle Dukas or the crow. I made a, I made a choice. Why does everyone laugh every time I say Michelle Dukas? Michelle Dukas owes me ten bucks. <laughs> Wendy, what did you think of the story? That is how you tell a story, okay? Yeah. Yes. Unexpected twists and turns. Crows. Man versus beast. Prison. You know, prison. All the elements. All prison the elements. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I want to know more. Now, Wendy, you have yeah. pets. You're a cat lady, yeah. as it were. Yeah, yeah. And how many kitties do you have now? Now I only have four. Four. <laughs> because Darla passed away, I know. I'm sorry. Christine? I'm sorry. Christine? Well, I'm sorry. No, I just... Let's keep it on <laughs> no. no. <laughs> you don't want to make Grandma cry tonight. But you have you have but some yeah, fantastic have cat videos. You dress them yes. up. You give them parades. They have parades. Yeah, they have parades. And so that's that's fantastic. Shut up. Totally healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, what do you think of the story? Um, well, that was a real... It had good twists and turns. And you described my least favorite kind of person. Because when I first moved down to the beach, where I currently live... There, there's one dude, he's no longer there, but when I first came down to the beach, there was a guy on roller skates with a boa constrictor. Yeah. And his whole vibe was, hey, don't ask me about the boa constrictor. Yeah. But you could totally see... That's all he wants. All he wants is yeah. to talk about the boa... Like, you can't... And I realized if you're going to have a boa constrictor or your ferrets, you, yeah. can't, you, you can't be like, hey, check out my boa constrictor ferret. you got to be like, fuck you, it's a boa constrictor. So it's, a, it's not... This, my story didn't really have an end. <laughs> hey, yeah, La Larry, let me ask you. Do you have any pets right now, Larry? Uh, my, my dog died recently, which is very sad. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Fantastic. King Cavalier, they're beautiful dogs. Oh, they are beautiful. He was a great dog. I loved him. I but he was not a great house protector. Really? Well, if a stranger came to the house, he would show them, go up the stairs there. <laughs> <laughs> Try to second draw it. There's all, there's all the wife's jewels. Oh, man. Funny dog. All right, you guys. Brian Finkelstein. Good job, Brian. Okay, you guys. Coming to the stage right now to tell a true two-minute story is Lauren Reeves, you guys, from Alaska. Lauren Reeves. All right, you guys. Tell her what to do. I tried to do a short spin for you. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Free. She landed on free, so she can choose any topic on the wheel. Oh, I can? Yes, you can. Oh, that's what that means? That's not the audience? No, okay, that's, a, cool. that's when it says audience. Oh, gotcha. Sweet. All right. Well, so you can choose any see. story you like. I want to talk about... <laughs> uh, Fireman. Fireman. <laughs> You know, I do have another story about a fire chief, and this would fall under the category of interviews, because I used to be the Larry King of Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I, I know, that's, I, thank you, I'm honored, but um, I used to be a news reporter in Alaska. Actually, a news anchor. And a news anchor, yes, oh my God, thank you. Wait, are you, what's your name? Uh, Terrence. Terrence, we're Twitter friends. Yeah. Oh my God! Stop the clock! I love when this happens. Yeah! Oh my God! Happens. A fellow Alaskan, Terrence, you made it here. Can we please give a round of applause? Right. Thank you. All right, Terrence. Oh my God! This just made my night. Cause you don't live here. No, I live up in the Bay Area. 
Oh my God, you came down here. Oh, I saw on Twitter that you wanted to come to the show, and he's here. And thank you. Thank you, thank Terrence. Thank you so much. Oh my God. Okay. Lauren, I'm happy to walk you to your car. Um, <laughs> what's the story? I know. I'm sorry, Larry. Okay, I'm restarting the story. So um, now I'm distracted, but interviews, fire chief, fire chief. This is what I was going to tell you. Uh, I was a reporter. I covered cops, courts, fires. I've seen some really fucked up things. I've seen dead children. You should never see that in your lifetime. Uh, and I had a police scanner that I would basically sleep with. Not that way, but I would have a police scanner <laughs> on my pillow every night. And if it went off, I was there. I was like, oh my God, a car crashed on Farmer's Loop Road. I got to get there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I thought I was doing... You know, just, I was like, this is amazing. I'm so versatile. And uh, there, there was this guy I used to cover. There were a lot of fires that started happening in the Goldstream Valley in Alaska. And I would interview the fire chief who was new. And he's like, I don't want to be on camera. I don't want to be on camera. And I was like, that's weird. So I, I uh, thought maybe I should look at his resume. And I look at his I go up to the mayor's office, Rhonda Boyles, at Mayor Rhonda, and I go, hey, uh, can I get a copy of Chief Rich's resume? Because I don't think he's legit. And she gives it to me, and I look at it, and then I start calling the Adelanto Airport Fire Department. And they're like, oh, yeah, it said he was the chief of there for like 17 years. They're like, no, he bought a fire, to fire truck on at an auction and it's driving around the streets with it, and we had to kick him out of Adelanto. So I had this all recorded, and I, sh I tell Rhonda, I was like, he's a fraud, and we have to fire him. So we show up to the fire department, and she fires him. She's like, you got to go. And he goes, I will kill you if it's the last thing I do, because I busted him, but he didn't kill me because I'm still fucking alive, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren Reeves, wow. Alaska is a crazy place. Have you been to Alaska, Larry? Never been to Alaska. I, I I've had friends that have gone there and they say it's beautiful. Did you know any Eskimos? Yeah, yeah, I, I dated a few. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. There's a, there's a real theme, though, of you fucking fireman. You know that, right? I mean, I, I fucked this guy in a different, different way, way. But, yeah. but I did fuck him. Yeah, you totally Thank fucked you. him. Bravo. Yeah, Wendy. Wendy's mouth is hanging open. What did I you can't think? shut my mouth. I can't believe what's coming out of yours. I know. <laughs> Two words. Mayor Rhonda. Mayor Rhonda. She sounds fun. She's amazing. And a she, little incompetent. Also, she owns all of the Burger Kings in Alaska, so uh, I got some free meals <laughs> out of that lady. I was also... <laughs> no, Lauren, you pick up where Northern Exposure <laughs> left off. Yes. That's right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I am intrigued. I, I want to hear more. Thank you. Right. And just, I think, for the audience and everybody here, we were grateful that you had to qualify that you weren't masturbating with the police scanner. There was yeah. that moment where you go, when you clarify, I was sleeping with it, but not that way. Yeah, we weren't sure. Because we all jumped to I know what you you're furiously masturbating with it. minds are thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren Reeves, you guys. Thank you. Give it up for Lauren Reeves. All right, you guys, coming up right now to tell a true two-minute story is Lana Turner. Put your hands together for Lana Turner. 
All righty, let her know what to do, folks. Tell her what to do. Holidays, holidays. She's looking down at her notes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, I have only done any kind of illicit drugs, like very little um, mushrooms. That's pretty much it. One time acid. Um, twice. <laughs> One time at a, a concert in college, and then another time many years later at Thanksgiving. And what happened was I was in Florida, and I was doing a gig, and my husband booked something back here in LA, and I was really excited, and I wanted to get back here. And it wasn't a great show, because I was working as a comic. Um, I was I was making it hard for the headliner. She was much older and just a little senile and whatever. So they were happy to let me go for the week. So I got on the airplane and I flew home and I surprised my husband. As I was driving up in the cab, I was talking to him. I was oh, I wish I could be there for Thanksgiving and I'm so sorry I'm not there. And then all of a sudden, I ring the bell and I'm there. And we had the best night. My husband made a huge Thanksgiving. He did everything big, especially the holidays. We had like 30 people in the house and somebody busted out the mushrooms, and we all took them, which made me incredibly paranoid, because uh, you never want to do that shit in your own house. <laughs> but it was this crazy night, and the next morning we woke up super late, and he was really exhausted to go to this special thing that he'd booked. But we made it out the door, and it was a phenomenal weekend, and I got pregnant. <laughs> right? So I got pregnant on mushrooms on a weekend. I wasn't supposed to see my husband, and um, we didn't make a baby. We made a Smurf. <laughs> so that's my story about a holiday. What, Lana uh, Turner, you guys. Lana Turner, and she did it in a minute and a half. What uh, what kind of child? Stop did you that clock. <laughs> oh, I had a little girl. So how old is she now? Now she's ten. Wow. Yeah, I have one of these. Does she know the story? No, <laughs> not yet. But trust me, she's going to have plenty of issues. I'm fucking her up. So she's going to be great. <laughs> Very funny. She'll be funny. It's <laughs> a mushroom story. Yes. Danny. My daughter's actually here, by the way. One of my daughters. Really? Yeah, she's right there. Oh, so welcome. Uh, and, um, yeah, and, 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 and then, but famously for, 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 for us... Um, my wife was very into methamphetamine at the time, <laughs> and that's how ours were born. <laughs> so she's hilarious. <laughs> Good job. Wendy, that, what that, did you think of that story? I love the story, but if you're going to say you were on drugs, I want to know about what you were hallucinating. Hmm. Like, did you have any, like, was there, okay, you got pregnant, and that's great, but while you were... <laughs> actually high <laughs> what happened did you, did you i just any... stared at my kitchen table with all the food on it and couldn't figure out how to get it from the table to the fridge <laughs> i was that it wasn't okay. a fun high all right well i see why you left that out yeah <laughs> was okay. Okay. all right you guys lana good. turner let her hear it lana turner great job all right, you guys, coming to the stage for a true two-minute story is Bob Wiltfong. Bob Wiltfong, give him a big round of applause. Be kind to Bob. Redemption, All right, tell him redemption. what to do. Close, you all—you almost got involved. Um, 
Okay, holidays. I'm the father of three kids. I Thank you very much. Thank you. I was not doing drugs when we uh, fornicated for these kids. Um, but I, I have a 12-year-old son named Sawyer, an 11-year-old girl named Berkeley, and a 9-year-old boy named Rigby. And when they were a little bit younger, right in the sweet spot of uh, Santa Claus time, because I'm not Jewish, is uh, we wanted to, and I, I'm that was the primary thing I wanted to get across tonight, yeah, my no. storytelling, I'm not Jewish, is, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, when they were in their sweet uh, Santa Claus time, I wanted to be a good dad and build up this, you know, the, the magic of Christmas time. So my great idea, quote unquote, one Christmas was to put out a video camera uh, Christmas night and we were gonna capture Santa Claus putting the gifts by the tree. And it sounded like a great idea until I had to actually execute it because I had to be Santa. So I put the camera, I put like this webcam down by the tree and we, uh, you know, I framed it up and I put on some pants when it's, you know, some Santa pants and some boots and I trounced through the, through the house uh, by the camera and made my best attempt at what Santa might sound like if he was trouncing through the house, like ho, ho, ho. And we put out gifts, and the next morning, all the kids open up the gifts, and I bring my youngest son into a room, and I want to show him the Santa video. I said, hey, Sawyer, man, we captured Santa on video. And he's looking at his house, and he looks at this video, and I could tell within like five seconds, this is creeping this kid out massively. <laughs> There's a strange man with a very deep voice that is walking through his house while he's sleeping. And I showed him the video, and then I wish to God that he'll never remember it for the, for the rest of his life and haven't said anything to him since. <laughs> Bob Wiltfong! Bob Wiltfong! Larry, what did you think of that story? That's a great story. Oh, thank you, Larry. Scare shit out of your son. Yes. <laughs> great story. That, thank that, you. That, that's a good one. I like that. Oh, thanks, Larry. Now, Larry, you have two sons. Have you I ever have scared three, them? I have three grown up to... No, I, my uh, nine-year-old, my 19-year-old, when he was nine, revealed to the eight-year-old that there was no Santa Claus. Oh, oh boy. And uh, he did it because we have a home in Utah. And... Uh, <laughs> uh, what was this? What was that thing? Utah. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. I'm okay. Jewish. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. Sorry. Sorry. I, I walk down the street and they go, there goes a Jew. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't know because I'm not Jewish. Right. You've made we, that amply clear. No, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we got him. We won him, got him one of those hockey games, you know, that yeah. big board where they play hockey. And uh, he was in nine. Chance came over to me and said, I want to ask you something. Santa Claus travels all around the world delivering gifts off a sleigh. Mm. How the hell does he get that whole hockey board on and still get to everyone else? There is no Santa Claus. And of course, I being didactic said, you're completely right. Yeah. Oh. This whole thing is a fraud. And then yeah. they told Cannon, the eight-year-old, and he, of course, lost it, started to cry. Oh, my oh, gosh. Wow. And my wife still doesn't talk to me. That was <laughs> harsh. Wow, Larry. Wendy, you grew up with Santa Claus, right? I hated Santa Claus. Really? And oh, when wow. I was six years old, I found out the truth and was like, oh, thank God, there's no one coming into the house. <laughs> Yes. That's but why you hated Santa Claus. You are a good dad. Oh. Because thank you. you put in the effort. 
Thank you. All right? That's just good parenting. You were Thank trying. You. Yes. You Thanks. were trying. You'll yeah. tell that story at his wedding. All right? Okay. That was... You're a nice, you're a good dad and Thank a fun you. dad. Thank you. All right, you guys. Story. Bob Wildfong, let him hear it. Bob Wildfong. All right, moving right through. Coming up to tell a true two minute story. This is the audience member, and he's coming back up right now. So give him a big round of applause. John Polanski. Here he comes. He's drunk now. Tell him what to do. Spin that wheel. Okay, kids. You get me, guys. You get me twice, not once, guys. I'm stoked. Food. Okay, I have a request. Can I change the? Can I change the topic to a no. free topic? <laughs> Food. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes, I go to Juniors and sometimes I see Larry. That's my food story. Um, <laughs> not Juniors. Uh, um, Cancer. Thank you, thank you. Uh, food. Um, okay, one time uh, I got incredibly sick. Okay, this is kind of in this is kind of in in line with holidays as well too. So we'll do it. We'll do a two for one here. So one time I got sick. Um, uh, so I'm Jewish as well, uh, and um, um, so I was I went to like a traditional Christmas dinner, and um, that night I had. Something, I don't even know what it was. It was a green jelly or something like that. I was getting incredibly sick. Um, not throwing up sick, but just really, really, I was starting to feel really wheezy, all that kind of stuff. Anyways, uh, the owners, uh, the people at the house, this was a girl I was dating at the time. This was her family. They had a dog, okay? So here I am. I'm sitting. I'm not really feeling well. And then the dog all of a sudden just starts to, like, go at it on my leg, okay? So I'm feeling horrible. The dog's going at it. All of a sudden, I'm like trying to shake the dog out, um, trying to shake it off my leg. I'm like, like literally near throwing up, okay? And then uh, I, I shake it, but then I, I get up all of a sudden, and then uh, I, hit the, I like, hit the Christmas tree a little bit, and I knock it over, and the thing starts to catch on fire, okay? <laughs> There's fire everywhere. I feel like shit. The dog is still on my fucking leg. And uh, they had to call the paramedics right now. Uh, and um, basically, uh, I ended up in the bathroom all night. Uh, the fire was put out. It wasn't too crazy. Uh, eventually, the dog got off my leg. And um, that, uh, that was my food story. John That's Polanski. <laughs> That's John amazing. John Polanski. And I did amazing. it in one minute and 40 seconds. What did you think of that, Wendy? That would make a good movie scene. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to go through that because being nauseous is bad enough. Oh gosh. Without being molested. Right, yeah. By a beast. <laughs> I am sorry. Thank you. But write that up. Okay. Larry King. You are so empathetic. You care about all this, you cry. <laughs> Very emotional, yeah. This, this is Thank a, you for noticing that. This is a, supposed to be a funny night, you know what I mean? And uh, you got me crying here. I know. You know you saw, I feel That's sorry for your Mission cat. accomplished. <laughs> Larry. I always want to bring the room down. I don't know how to tell you. 
I have an I have an appointment I have to go to, so let's. Okay. I, I don't know. I hate to leave in the middle of this. No, you're gonna be fine. We're we're wrapping this up pretty soon. We're all going into the third round. You like the story though, yeah? I like the story. All Thank right, you, Danny. Brian. Thank you. I mean, bad for the Jews. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I went to, no love. Real quick, 20, yeah. 15 yeah, seconds story. Oh no, yeah. My family's all heard this. I went to I'm I, I married into a Catholic family. Uh, Polish, they, the Polish version of this family, of the half, it was Polish Italian, went there. They're looking at me like I have horns and killed Jesus. And they offer me borscht, which is like a Polish borscht. Mm -hmm. And they're like, it's like, oh, I like horseradish. And they're scraping horseradish in. And they're standing across from me like the Last Supper, like the same <laughs> thing. And I take a big, as I go, no, I like hot food. Yeah. And I take, this is my first meeting them. I take a big gulp and immediately um, spit across oh. my entire family like it was a Gallagher concert. And, oh, uh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> Terrible. All right, you guys. John Polanski, let him hear it. Okay, so uh, that, was, that, was, that was the second round. Yeah, now we and now we're going to pick two people that are going to go on to the third round. These guys are going to do it. Put one minute on the clock, if you would. You guys have one minute to choose two of those names to go into the jar. If you could do that right now. I want to thank a couple of people here, including Richard in the back. Thank you, Richard. Give him a round of applause. Also, Craig at the bar. Thanks, Craig. Jim Coughlin over here on the clock. Thank you, friend. Uh, we just celebrated the 500th episode of Storyworthy, my podcast. What do you think of that? 500 episodes. Amazing. I wanted to tell you that. And also, uh, we'll be back here at the Improv on Saturday, July 28th. And tickets are actually available right now. So you can get a ticket to come on back and see Story Smash, uh, the next episode. And boy, the name is already going in the jar. That's exciting. Are you guys having fun? Yeah. Are you guys having fun? Yeah. Yes, thank you for coming from Alaska, sir. Where can we follow you on Twitter? Uh, T May Tai. At T May Tai. T May Tai. We have the two winners. Two, no, they're not two winners. They're going to say one more story, Larry. Stay with me. They're going to come up and tell one more story. These two people are going to tell. This is the final round. We have to tell you the two people, right? I got them right here. They're right here. Oh, you put it in there? Yeah, he already did it. He snuck over and he put them in. Okay, here we go. These two people are coming up. Well, right now, we're going to hear from this person telling a true three-minute story. It is Lana Turner. Lana! Come on up, Lana! Here she comes. Tell her what to do. Thank uh, you. Well. Don't, not too hard. You should know that Larry really fought for you. What's that? Larry really yeah. fought for you. Like oh, it was like thanks, Larry. he was throwing down. We were like, nah, but <laughs> he was. Tired, uh... You'll be my future ex-husband. <laughs> Let's get the clock. Get in line. I get free. <laughs> All right, she oh landed gosh. on free, so for she can rec... choose any topic on the wheel. What's it oh, gonna well, be, Lana? For the record, I am Jewish, so free is great. <laughs> uh, okay, I think I will do um, interviews. <laughs> On interviews, it's a three-minute story. Here she goes. Okay, so I used to work as a journalist as well. I was a photojournalist, and I used to go do stories about various events and things. And um, one, I had to do this like weekend at a Last Wishes camp, and it was really, really, it was sad. You know, I mean, these kids are in there, and um, and every day I would go and I would interview different kids and take pictures, and it, it was a life-changing experience for me. You know, I mean, like so touching and so incredibly difficult. And now as a mother, I mean, oh my God. So, um, but at the time, has any, do you guys have a favorite hat? 
like just a hat that you love so much that I was wearing this hat all summer. My uniform was a baseball cap, jeans, T-shirt. So I was like always wearing this. And this hat had Bullwinkle on it. And I loved it so much. And I wore it every day. And this kid would come up to me every day and be like, ma'am, I love your hat. And he just kept bugging me. He's like, I really want your hat. And I was like, ah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to give him my hat. I mean, it was my favorite hat, right? I mean, you know, one time I was like, oh, but everybody, oh, ma'am, I really like your hat. I was like, all right, fine. So at the, at the last day when I was up there, he came up again. He was like, I really want your hat. All right, fine. So I took off this hat. I didn't want to, but I had to. I, I gave it to him, and it made him very happy, which made me very happy. <laughs> um, which, but I'll tell you guys the the good news. <laughs> was that the doctor told me I would get it back in six to eight weeks. So <laughs> I totally had to, you guys. I mean, <laughs> everything about the story was completely true except for the end. So there you go. And it was short. Lana Turner. Lana Turner. That was good. All right. Okay. So she didn't use all her time, but that doesn't mean it wasn't a good story, Wendy. It's hard to time these stories out, really. I, I don't know. All right. I love that you gave your hat. <laughs> To a dying child. Yes. Okay? Because I would have said, honey, I've got hat hair. I can't just, I can't be doing that. To the that. bald child. Yeah. To the, yeah. <laughs> Danny. I'm a garbage person, but I loved your story. <laughs> thank you. Great story. Oh, thank you. L you liked it, Larry. I'd have given him a yarmulke. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to say, fuck that kid. I mean, <laughs> you're, no, I'm kidding. It's really sweet that you did that. And then, like, it's like, I, I gave my, I won an award, and my mom, I, I, I promised my mom I would give her this award to hold on to. And it's an Emmy, no big deal. And anyway, um, but, uh, but she, uh, um, but it was like, she's 80. I'm lending it to her, really. Right, so that's been my feelings. Like, if she was like, if she was like a teen mom and had me, you gonna get I'd it back? I never fucking give it. No, so. Lana Turner, you guys, let her hear it. Lana Turner. Great. All right, this is the final storyteller of the night. Final storyteller, Larry. Are you ready? Ready. This is gonna be a true three-minute story by the one and only Lauren Reeves. Come on up, Lauren. All right, you guys, tell her what to do. Spin that wheel. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm here. I had like three or four gin and tonics. <laughs> All right. Get ready for uh, a fireman in Alaska. In a <laughs> Woo! She baby! Landed we on audience, audience, you guys, on audience. That means you throw out the suggestion. Come on, I want to hear some strong suggestions. Let's go. Fireman. Eskimos. <laughs> Firemen. No. High school. High school. Halloween. Halloween. Carnival. Bears. Bears. Exercising. Exercising. Acrobats. What do you guys want? Eskimos. Eskimos. That's I, it. Larry King says Eskimos. I was leaning toward that. All right. Here she goes. Yeah. I call them Inuits, though, because I'm evolved. Uh, good. Woke. And you know that you should call them... Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of different kinds of Eskimos. This, I, you can start the clock. This isn't part of my story. <laughs> It's just that when I was a news reporter, uh, I got a lot of phone calls where I was calling clinkets. That's a certain type of Eskimo. I was calling them clingets because uh, that's how it's spelled. And I don't think people should spell things not how they're pronounced. <laughs> that's just me. Uh, so I want to talk about Eskimos for a minute. 
because they're not what you think they are. They're people. <laughs> really? <laughs> Just like you and me. And uh, and I, this is going to shock you, I hooked up with an Eskimo. <laughs> not shocked. No way! <laughs> So Did you rub noses? We that is just a kiss, honey. Let me tell you what happens beyond that. Uh, you fucked an Eskimo. I did. I fucked. <laughs> you know, I did. And you're gonna uh, win this. You know, you're gonna win this. Thank you. <laughs> I I haven't thought about this in a very sorry, long Lana. time. I'm don't sorry, Lana. Don't even go any further. You win. <laughs> um. Everyone thinks, oh, Eskimos, they live in igloos, and they kill seals. And that's all true. That's true. <laughs> they do. They do all that. Uh, uh -huh. They live on subsistence uh, diets. So they short? They're sh yeah, they're shorter than me. I'm like uh, five, <laughs> ten, and a half. And uh, the, the <laughs> Eskimo guy I hooked up with was probably like five, seven. <laughs> I wouldn't do that now. Gross. Just like the height. I like guys above six foot. Um, but I actually, I don't even want to talk about the guy that I hooked up with that was an Eskimo. I want to talk about this guy who killed a woman. Uh, he was a cop. I wanted to lose it. <laughs> per pretend I'm wearing like a bikini in this part because I confronted this cop from Nome. Nome is where the Iditarod ends where they, they like rush all the sled dogs to the end of the race. And uh, this cop had, was accused of killing this 19-year-old girl. She was an Eskimo. And uh, I met him and his lawyer when they stepped off the plane in Anchorage because he was going to a safe house to be safe from everything. And I was like, did you kill Sonia Ivanov? And he's, his lawyer's like, no comment, no comment. It was like totally in my face. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, do you know your third party custodian? And he's like, no comment. His lawyer's a real jack off. And, and then I stopped being a reporter and this guy was found guilty. He killed this 19 year old girl who was an Eskimo. Lauren Reeves, ladies and gentlemen, Lauren Reeves, wow. Now, Larry, can I just, can I ask you to say, hello, Fairbanks? No, I used to do it the other way. Okay, let's hear it. Fairbanks, hello. Woo! <laughs> 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 By the way, that was, a, that was a heartwarming story. Thank you. Uh, and I, I'm trying to see if you looked up the cop to see if he was a fraud. Because that's what you like to do, turn people in, right? Oh, I'm all about it. What was the Eskimo's name that you slept with? Uh, I think it was something like Jack uh, Johnson. I'm pretty sure it was very... They don't have Eskimo names? No, that is an Eskimo name. John? Like uh, John Johnson, Jim Jimson. Uh, <laughs> Eskimo names. I don't know why. I thought they would have different names. You should look up a list of like Alaskan. Uh, seriously, it's like they have uh, a lot of Alaskan Eskimos and Inuits and Athabascans. They have like two first names uh, where it's like Jim Jimothy, or Tim Ed Johnson, yeah. Ed Edwards, John Johnson. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we are learning here tonight. Wendy, what do you th what do you think? You are the most fun. 
Um, you have Cry. a lot of information. <laughs> a lot of different information that I have not heard ever in my life. But I, I want more from you just across the board. Thank you. Across all platforms. Um, yeah. That story was all over the place. It was totally. But I wanted I was to go engaged. Larry's direction. Yeah. But then I was like, I got a, I got a good one. Well, you've had, come on. Yeah. You've had Fireman Up the Escape. Fireman. The, the, the thing, run to the thing. Up the Escape? Tell you she didn't say that. I think it was <laughs> I, I straight sad. She has lived. <laughs> now, uh, let me ask you. Guy. Let me ask Larry something. Larry, you've been married eight times. Correct. And I understand that on one of your, with one of your wives, you asked her to marry you on the first date. Is that true? Wrong. Okay, interesting. Why do they say that then? What is that rumor? Well, I, let me let me close by saying. <laughs> <laughs> this is the closer. I've I've had a wonderful week here tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was 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 this harder than the Marlon Brando interview? No. Okay. <laughs> I love Marlon. I have a th by the way about Marlon Brando, you know, he kissed me on the lips at the end of that interview. That was on TV. That's correct. Live television. <laughs> I've never been kissed on the lips by a man in my life. Let's I go for two. I, <laughs> I can take a hit. Yes. Danny. Never interrupt a story. <laughs> I've never been kissed on the lips by a man in my life. Can I tell you the truth? Yeah. I still can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, my theory on marriage is what you like at age 20 is not what you like at age 30. What you like at age 30 is not what you like at age 40. I didn't cheat. I didn't run around. But when I met a girl when I was 20 and she was 18, I thought this was the love of my life. So I got married early and then later I discovered it wasn't. I'm always amazed that people married 60 years. How much did they have to give up? How much did each person give up for that? But my last marriage has lasted 21 years. Beautiful. We have two boys. Two young, I have three grown children. I have two boys, one 19, one 18, done without Viagra. And, and my, I'm much older than my, I'm 26 years older than my wife. Wow. And she's, she's very pretty and she's, you know. And when we're, we're together, I know what people are thinking. You know, I'm, I'm my age, her age, they look at me, they look at her, I know what they're thinking. I always say the same thing. If she dies, she dies. Oh my God. Okay, now that listen. Was, that was funny. That was Not, very funny. That wasn't oh my God, no. that was funny. It was I, funny. But do, do you want a kiss from Danny Zucker? I just no, want to be clear. I just no, Because I wouldn't mind seeing that. No, I'm just saying, like, a, just a, like a, I'm not saying a big kid. Look, okay, I, I tell you what. Okay, here we go. Let's wow. see this. Come on, you guys. No, no, no. Ladies and gentlemen, Larry King and Danny Zucker. Someone get a picture of this. Get a picture. All right, here we go. Take a deep breath and. No <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Happy Pride, everyone. <laughs> Lauren Reeves, ladies and gentlemen. Lauren Reeves, give her a round of applause. Honey, it's over. All right, you guys, that is the end of our show tonight, but these guys are going to now do the very difficult job of choosing a winner. So, so hard. put one minute on the clock, if you would. One minute on the clock, and you guys are going to choose the winner. And I want to thank a few more people here. You don't here. need a minute. I need a minute, Larry. You don't give me need a minute. minute. One more minute. Jim Coughlin, give him a round of applause. Yes. Richard in the back, thank you. 
Craig at the bar, thank you. And a huge thank you to John Cohen, my co-producer. The best. Without John Cohen, we would not be here tonight. So thank you, John Cohen. John Cohen. And I got to tell you, the winner of the night gets my very famous chocolate chip cookies. On behalf of the judges. I will announce the winner. I would, I would appreciate that. Larry King will now announce the winner. So, sorry about that, Wendy. I know you had your heart set. <laughs> I had a special dance to perform. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. A winner is the Eskimo firefighter. <laughs> Lauren. Lauren Reeves. Lauren, Lauren Reeves, Reeves, come on up, friend. All right. Thank you so much for coming out tonight, you guys. Let him hear Danny Zucker, Wendy McClendon and Covey, and Larry motherfucking King. My name is Christine Blackburn. Good night.